when does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir, wrong. Wrong, sir, wrong. Wrong, sir, wrong. Wrong, sir, wrong. You lose a contract signed by him. You get washed. You get sterilized. You get nothing. Good day. You lose. Wrong, sir, wrong. I said wrong, sir, wrong. You get wrong. Um, yes. Yes, yes, excuse me. Uh, yes. I, I, uh-huh. Look, I've been coming to this sperm bank for 15 years, okay? Right. And okay. I have to tell you, this last batch that I got does not taste right, right. at all. And I need to speak to a supervisor, somebody in charge, because honestly, sir, you don't get paid enough to deal with what I'm about to put out. Sir, right now. It's sir, sir, sir. Thank you very much. That is how I identify. And that is who I am. What's... Okay, sir. Um, can I just get your name? Uh, just, uh, just start. Gary Gary Baglosfian. <laughs> with that, that's with Gary, a V I, I and a, a silent V. Is that two uh, two D's or two, look, that, two S's? Um, Jesus Christ! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My people my have been over here really for. Bad. Look, I went to Ancestry. My people have been over here for, for like. 113 years and there are rumors of a scandalous uh, affair with Native Americans so longer than that really I I appreciate that I've got 20 guests I also had 13% Icelandic so something was getting freaky up in the Arctic Circle if you know what I mean (laughs) totally understand you've lost your lisp Um, so uh, (laughs) so uh, let, let me let, listen. I just I just need um, look. We gotta get a to second the bottom to get, of this. get the file. Something's I, I gotta in get Denmark. the file. Yeah. <laughs> rotten in Denmark. <laughs> let me let me go grab your file. I, I paid for a premium membership. I expect to get top shelf spunk here. All right. Yeah. Well, it turns out your file is on the top shelf, Mister Butglosian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> me, oh, geez. Right now, people listening are, especially the Japanese contingent, are very confused. They're like, "What kind of gay soap opera did we just tune into here?" I'm intrigued Tell and confused. Yeah. Um, no, folks, you have you have uh, tuned into Aged and Confused. Welcome to another episode. Uh, I am your host, Craig, and with me is my uh, compadre, James. Jimmy, say hello, howdy. Hey folks, um, greetings from the 64-bit computing capital of the Midwest, my apartment. I've <laughs> <laughs> successfully uh, uh, dived into the deep waters of 64-bit computing world. Yeah, James, James uh, is very excited because he finally caught up to the year 2000, so congratulations. No, it's, it's, yeah, um, and I'm I'm just happy to be here because uh, that's it's it's a scary process wiping your entire drive, backing it up. The whole process before this, it's like making Thanksgiving for Martha Stewart. It's 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 you know re-downloading 64-bit versions of all the programs that you were used to using, and just coming home and. Uh, clicking on you knew where they were there you knew how they behaved uh and everybody played nice together and so i'm still trying to figure 
figure all that out. But um, no, yeah, you I've know, got so, so far bit. so good. When, yeah, um, we're recording. This is the day after. I thought this was going to take. I I've really kind of been hesitant to to do this for some time. Um, there's. Uh, many other reasons to do it. I mean, I was fine with 32-bit, but uh, if we're gonna continue recording uh, as a band, the, the uh, band formerly known as Hard Case uh, is gonna continue recording. Uh, we're gonna have to do it on on the same uh, platform. You just you just triggered format. my my twisted lizard brain. So um, you know the the. <coughs> you you like well you know this this the day after and I was thinking what a what a horrible name for a podcast that would be like the day after pod, you know, like, like kind of a spinoff of the day after pill. It's yeah. It's like, there, you just take this funny. just in there case. A, a, All right. <laughs> Put this in your brain. There is a really funny, there's a really funny podcast, um, called, um, uh, what happened last night? Wow. It only took you five minutes to start plugging the other shows. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> They were looking good. Just just, se- just send everybody to another show. All right. It's- well, look. Let's be honest. If you're listening <laughs> to podcasts like ours, uh, you were spending hours and hours and hours listening to a ton of different podcasts. So hopefully, uh, we have enough. Uh, we fun may be the only and, one. Uh, we may be in a an, interesting- ex- an exclusive relationship with some of our listeners. Yeah, actually, or yeah, or keep, more than likely, you know, it's probably. A la Facebook, it's complicated. Um, <laughs> right. I I do want to send a. Sh- I'm sure there's a podcast called It's Complicated. Yeah, that, that's a good name for one too. I do want to send a shout out to a an intermittent listener. I I think he tells me that he listens more than he does, just because he feels like I I have some personal right. you know relevancy metric you know based on how many people listen. But uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to call him out by name, but this guy, so it's a coworker, and fairly unassuming. I mean, it, I wouldn't, how do I put this? He's a good-looking guy. He's a very charismatic guy. He's definitely got the gift of gab. And he just, he slays ass around the world like it's freaking Sioux Indians out on the plains <clears throat> in the Wild West. It's insane. And well, he's got symmetry and white teeth and straight yeah, teeth. I'm sure well, that's fine. But you put it all together, and it's like, yeah. like I said, he's a good-looking guy. He's not Brad Pitt, though. Neither am I. And so, but he's he's definitely like you're more like Sears catalog. Kind he's of. slang. Yeah, I'd say he's you know you know later pages of a Gap catalog kind of thing, maybe in the trench coat section. Um, but all right, again, he he is like kicking way above his his level and so i i remember uh, somebody mentioned on wow. the howard stern show there was a guy in their cast that was like that that could just sleep with any girl and so i gave that guy's nickname to this guy can you guess what it is mystery the whore whisperer oh god <laughs> <laughs> So special shout out to the whore whisperer. You know who you are, sir, and uh, I salute you for your contribution. Hats off. Yeah, to the. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> My mom could never hear to this the male podcast. <laughs> Speaking of things that your mother uh, couldn't hear, our, our ridiculous name that we had in the skit earlier—the uh, Gary Baglosvian. 
um, who got who got a bad batch of sperm there. <laughs> I think you. I think you kind of turned it around. Yeah, it's Baglosian, uh, but Glosian. Okay, all right. I'm two T's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that I I messed up our no, official fine. name there. But no, it's fine. I I, I and I hate correcting people, <laughs> but but get it right. We got on the topic earlier of well, off off air. Uh, talking about uh, bad porn names. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you want to dive into that, because I. <laughs> well, so we first of all we we there's got to be <laughs> bad porn names have to exist, and what's more intriguing is you have to kind of put yourself in the shoes of the aspiring young porn actor showing right. up, you know, in San Diego, San Diego or L.A. First Southern time. California, yeah. SoCal, yeah. And they're talking to some guy uh, with an unbur- unbuttoned shirt and a hairy chest and maybe a gold medallion or two. And, uh, you know, the guy's like, look, kid, you got a great dick, but we got to come up with a name for it. <laughs> yeah, Dirk Diggler, right? So, um, But you have to give it context because I think the thing that um, gives it uh, the hilarity okay. is – are the good porn names. So you have to give it context. Okay, right? yeah. Um, so, like, for example, Peter North. Yeah, Now, clever. I confess to you, not fit 20, 20 minutes ago, that I just figured out why his <laughs> porn name was Peter North. I'm an idiot, folks. Don't listen to me. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so transparent. Uh, what you know the um uh the the metaphor is or whatever um the euphemism rather right and so i came up with what i thought and we should give our porn names oh yeah um so te- te- so let's let's tease that oh, put shit. that on the now the, now i got now i got to put my <clears throat> my few remaining brain cells on that task um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so it's you know, it's really easy. It's just your um, uh, first pet's name and the the street that you grew up on. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember doing yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, mine is great because I remember whenever we came up with this, we we came up with this back in our college <laughs> years. And this has been around for a long time pre-internet. Well, yeah. yeah. And so uh, our drummer at the time, Ryan, who uh, you know wisely chooses not to associate with any of us. I, I tried sending, like, I I signed up on LinkedIn. Uh, oh yeah. And tried to send him a you know contact request. Crickets chirping in response. It's yeah. yeah metaphorically tumbling. speaking, it's pretty much like the guy who's in the nice house with the in-ground pool, like. Uh, cousin Eddie rolls up in the RV like, Hey, Hey Clark. <laughs> <laughs> white, white pleather shoes. Yeah. She's just, you know, very slowly and, uh, deliberately locking the deadbolt and closing the blinds. Uh, <laughs> so no one here. Uh Oh, Oh, <laughs> good sound effects. I thought somebody was actually there. I'm like, did you, did you fucking order a pizza to be delivered? Um, yeah. <laughs> so well that's yeah and that's that's my porn fantasy but uh, we'll get back right, to that. Right. So <laughs> the the dick in the hole through the pizza box. <laughs> I didn't order pep I didn't order I didn't order extra <laughs> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there have got to be bad names out there, right? That never went anywhere. And so, what's fascinating right. to me is to imagine the backstory like a kid from Wyoming with nothing but the shirt on his back. 
and a backpack full of condoms, you know, stepping off the Greyhound bus in L.A., <laughs> uh, picks up a flyer that says, hey, want to fuck for money kind of thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's one of those little um, uh, uh, twigs off the uh, the flyer on the uh, uh, corkboard. O- open editions <clears throat> for Nightlight Productions. <laughs> I, the first thing that came to my mind was, and this may be racist. I don't oh, know. No. All right, all right. Here we go. That, that's good. We're we're hitting. We already had you plug another show five minutes in. We're about to hit our uh, trademark racism at twelve minutes and forty seconds. So go. All right. Um, I just thought, and I, I love the name Gary because yeah. I just think it's like it, it's, and for all those Garys out there listening, <laughs> oh, I'm no offense, but it's just like. The vanilla go-to name that we... That's, I, I think can this totally thing picture funny. a guy with a with a white guy with a natural afro when you say the name Gary, actually. So this guy, his backstory is he's the black sheep of the, black sheep of the family. Okay. Um, they own a, a, a stream of uh, malls, uh, strip malls throughout the Midwest. Um and his uh, his name is Gary Mitchenfinkel, and he went. <laughs> oh, God. He went with his original name. He didn't change it at all. <laughs> but for a year or two, he actually uh, wanted to go with uh, Richard East. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Pointing out <laughs> Richard East starring in Manifest Destiny. <laughs> He's just fucking his way across the country. <laughs> Time for a history lesson, motherfuckers. <laughs> I put the man in Manifest Destiny, That's right. <laughs> There's gold in them hills. Speaking of hills. Oh, yeah. And then, then there could be a sub-episode called The Black Hills, you know? And it's... Oh God! Oh, <laughs> black exploitation. Yeah, porn. you gotta work it in, right? Um, <laughs> this is playing out so much better than than my ideas for the backstory. So I I had two, and, and so um, the the first was like a girl shows up, absolute knockout, right? Very seductive, voluptuous. You know, she's she's getting looked at as like this this is a star. This is like, but. She has some like hygiene is this issue. The uh, casting couch situation. No, no but but about? like she has some kind of hygiene issue to where when oh, Lord. action oh, starts, it's like oh oh <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the director decides to work it into the films <laughs> as a thing where like her whole she's got a, a black widow yep. thing going on where she seduces the man you know with oh her looks God. and her you know foreplay and stuff and then by the time that the hygiene issue is discovered the guy is too far invested to to remove himself from the situation so he just has to go through with it and uh, you got to yeah you got to you got to soldier through right you gotta, you gotta it, it, through I, I, i've been shit. in those shoes um so so i think her her screen name would be sammy rotten snatch <laughs> is that two t's or two d's uh two t's yeah 
And then uh, the the other oh, the other fictional character that came to my warped <laughs> mind as I was trying to think of these failed uh, adult entertainer um, backstories was like a uh, a Jew backstories a Jewish guy who's really horny but has erectile dysfunction, uh, and his his screen name would be Yusef Halfmast. <laughs> 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 and he, he's just always apologizing throughout the whole thing. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Yeah, oh yeah, it's a Woody Allen kind of just turn over. Yeah, turn over. How listen, about we try you on can top? We, can we edit this in post? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I promise <clears throat> we can. I, I can get this. Um, oh my god, we're going. The to other uh, character that I had <laughs> in mind. Um, <laughs> Again, his name's Gary. Uh, God, two Garys, all right. <laughs> but I used a little alliteration with this one. Okay. And um, it's he's really into niche porn. Okay. Um, so I want to I want to see how long it takes you to figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Goldwater. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he's uh, he's a pro, and uh, he can actually pee while fully erect. Oh my god! And he's like, his 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 green room, he's got like at least eight different water coolers in there, right? Just fully loaded up. Yes, and electrolytes. You know. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's sponsored by Gatorade. Um, assistance. Well, and at the end. No one really comes, but um, he has a, a, a huge, huge container of Gatorade. He pours on himself. What kind? He gives himself a Gatorade bath, like victory for a yes. coach at the end of a big game. You know exactly, and it's and Jesus it's the orange because it's the closest thing to gold, um, obviously. So wow. Mm. Um, that's a, that's his story, we, we, and you know he's he's still homeless, but <laughs> he's still getting work. Yeah, no, he he lives he he's living in his van, um, <laughs> but, but he's he's happy, man. you know he's he's got enough to to eat, right? <laughs> and, and and that big break's gonna happen for him one day. He's gonna be discovered. Uh, by you gotta keep the dream. No, uh, you know what? He's actually inspiring, um, because <laughs> he's kept the dream alive so long. Um, now, I mean, he's, you know, he's thinking about another, um, uh, name change, um, going into, uh, Harry Minaj. Okay. All right. Uh, there we, yeah. There we go. That's, that's another, that is another niche that he could go to. <laughs> he's let himself go, but he doesn't have electricity in his van. Right. So he, can't, he doesn't. There's he, limited he, manscaping opportunities. There are only so many, you know, uh, pilot right. gas he's stations done with, with full scissors. bathrooms. Yeah, that he can. He is. He has, take advantage he has of. banned scissors from his van um, because he's been cut so much <laughs> by um, life. But yeah, and you know the the Chris or whatever. Right, and, and like, now he he keeps getting strung along by the director, who assures him. <laughs> That uh, their particular production company is uh, viewed very often by an obscure uh, B-rated sci-fi channel um, director, right? right. He's constantly talking about um, like um, 
well, let's see, uh, Bruce Blue Balls uh, that got picked up in the <laughs> failed uh, Stargate pilot, um, you know, as oh, yeah. guard number three. I remember three. that. You I know. saw that. I remember seeing that on YouTube. That was that was amazing. <laughs> that they went forward with with the main pilot that they went went with. It, it, it's amazing. Oh, I, there's definitely some some momentum there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was just coming up with something fictional here, but you know, it's it's just this this downtrodden, you know, uh, <clears throat> identity uh, confused porn star getting told uh, by by the guy with the gold chains and the the open shirt, like, hey, Gary, this is gonna happen, man. You you just gotta remember Bruce. I mean, just just look at him. He's he's doing okay now. He's he's totally getting auditions and, and callbacks you, you just got to hang in there buddy <laughs> stars are made they're not born they're made that's right that's right you got to perfect your you craft <laughs> all right i think we milked the shit out of that yeah one. yeah I, I think we i think we have <laughs> jesus christ my mom can never hear this uh, people, right, so, people are gonna um, listen to this show if this is the first show that you've listened to <laughs> listeners um I can't say that it's the only time that it'll get this bad, uh, but I, I will say that this, it, we don't always uh, swim at the bottom of the fishbowl uh, with the mock. <laughs> you just got to go with this. You just go with the flow. Right, you got to do right. the, just, the Taoist just uh, uh, philosophy with our podcast. Just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. Who knows what's coming up next? Yeah, so, I mean, um, we've, we've got a few uh, ideas. I think that... Um, Okay, and they're going to be kind of all over the place. But uh, I want to also say hello to our good friend Thomas, who has uh, recently discovered the benefits of marijuana and uh, has gone all in on that. So, Tom, take it to the head, motherfucker. Don't be a bitch. Yep. Uh, we, we do salute you. We hope that we're going to get you in on more shows. Thomas was on a Camp Cornhole, too. And he's expressed interest in uh, trying to increase his options of going hi-fi, which, long story short, means that more more listeners, if he actually goes through with it, that's the real question uh, with Tom. If he goes through with it, then you will be getting more uh, southern country conservative gay wisdom in your ear holes. And I think that's a win for everybody. It 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 truly is. We've talked about this. Um, I talked to Tom not two days ago, um, <clears throat> and I think that I I salute him. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, if you're gonna be using an a substance to to whatever end, I think that the best or what I would prefer is would be uh, marijuana, Ma- marijuana. <laughs> How do they say it? Is it a silent? They call day? it the I reefer, can't. James. Yeah, um, I, I think it's the Safeway drug, as I like to call it. I, I just think it's it's magnificent. He sounded really happy. Yeah, he, um, he does. He's seem getting a lot sleep. Happier. Yep, he's getting sleep. Um, uh, like he's managing his job. Uh, he's functional. Like it's, I think people that don't use. Or haven't used marijuana. Uh, let's say my stepmother, right. or even my my bio mom. I don't. I think they think that you That's go into the devil's so, like, plant. Well, yeah. I, I, 
because <laughs> God made it here. Uh, so it's definitely the, the devil's plant, right? So um, the hypocrisy of it all. Um, but I think that they think that you're going into some kind of altered state, which sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Um, but I think sometimes you go into a place where you can actually um, be critical of yourself and your the things around you. Uh, it makes you more aware. Okay. Um, and so, so int- can, introspection becomes a little bit easier and yields more. Then is that? A- yeah, because there's no there's there's less fear there. Okay. I think, and I know for me, um, introspection is kind of scary. Um, not because I come up with bullshit like Gary Mitchenfinkel. And <laughs> I masturbate too much. Gary Goldwater and. Yeah, I mean, self-introspection, like, it, it can be scary for a lot of people. Right. And I think that, that that can quell that fear a little bit so you can cross the river and go to the other side, right? So, um, See, I've got no point of reference, and this is, uh, you know, yeah. my job kind of digs into your, your background <clears throat> and stuff. And I remember they asked me, you know, have you ever used illegal drugs? And I, I kind of laughed. I'm like... I'm probably one of the few people that can honestly tell you no, uh, just because it never was my thing. Like I, I didn't judge right. other people that did, um, right. but it just wasn't my thing. And so I really don't know, you know, what it's like. There's no context it, for it. It, it strikes me as kind of kind of harmless, but especially in my younger years, I had a harder line against it. And we touched about this, you know, off the show um, earlier. Right. It's so the marijuana enthusiasts that I was aware of and that I knew went all in. I mean, I'm talking Bob Marley blacklight posters. I mean, their whole life kind of focused around this plant and hitting that bong, and it just robbed them of ambition. And these are the same people that were, you know, working as bargain basement yeah, security it's guards later in life and just didn't go anywhere or do anything. Sure. And then uh, later on, as I progressed, uh, got older and stuff like that, I came across what, you know, the term is high functioning uh, marijuana users, like, like uh, attorneys and, you know, really kind of high level corporate executives and shit like that. And they just liked weed. And so I'm like, Oh, well shit, you know, there's somebody that actually is doing quite well in their life, uh, in some cases better than me. Uh, and I won't actually speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't out anybody on this show. We, we talked about uh, one girl that we both know that, you know, <laughs> professionally is at a higher level than probably James and I will ever be at combined. Uh, and, How dare you? you know, that that's just her thing. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for him that he, here's the thing. With Tom and, and hopefully with any of my friends, if they're happy, I'm happy. If they're happy and if they're healthy, you know? Right. And uh, I think that Tom was fearful of judgment from another friend of ours, Marcus, over this. And Marcus was getting a good chuckle whenever I was talking to him on the phone. He goes, yeah, um, he told me that uh, he had done it for the first time like the day of or the day prior or something. And he must have not remembered whenever he told me a week prior that he, you know, was actually smoking and high as a kite as we were talking on the phone kind of thing. 
Sure. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a cute little innocence that's, that's going on where, you know, Tom just doesn't want to come off a certain way. Go ahead. I I, keep interrupting. No, I, I totally understand. I, I, I am in great fear of how people view me, especially of course. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's where the introspection fear comes in, uh, comes hmm. into play. I think, uh, but I, I mean, mostly I'm I'm afraid of what you guys think and the context of which I come, um, to you. And we've had, you know, we've had situations before where I felt like I was taken out of context. And uh, that's true. Was, All right. You know what I mean? So it, it's just we're not in the same room one you know we're that's that's been the biggest challenge for this group is that we're not really in the same room um but uh there's two two lines i think that you know i i could be because i'm not really a user i I well you were telling me that it wasn't really your thing right no um but i feel like there's a utilitarian kind of uh way to use this medicine oh i i wish my mom would use it all of the pain that she has from yeah yeah you know, exactly well sometimes when and i'll tell you a funny story <laughs> don't let me forget just say kidney at some point and i'll kidney. tell you about okay. the story about right. me and weed all right um and um there, there's you know just there's yeah there's a way to to use this utilitarian and there's a recreational use for it as well right um like if if you have high anxiety, right? Well, that's only a bad word way to to say that. But if you have a lot of anxiety, I think that you can use this medicine that is given to us by the Lord, my God. Uh, just naturally forming plant. I think that that is fantastic. I think that's great. If it's just to sit down and try to sync up Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon to the Wizard of Oz and just <laughs> mellow. Dude, you got to check this out. out. Yeah, <clears throat> to, to mellow your Monday, that's, I mean, fine, I guess. Um, go get a job and a haircut, <laughs> hippie. Wow, you're, you're, going, you're going old man. <laughs> Old man James here. No, I, I'm 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 doing a parody here. Okay, okay. I'm just just saying that you know, um, I knew all these motherfuckers in college, uh, and we would sit down and listen to Pink Floyd with the dark light, the black lights on, and just smoke weed. Right. Um. Or you know, maybe some some fungus was might have been introduced in there somewhere and that and that's why that's why neil pert's a fucking genius man just a fucking genius <laughs> i can hear the conversations in my head oh yeah man oh yeah just throw down some some hemispheres and just toke away it was awesome but yeah you can get like deeper into um you know your your yourself and without fear and i think that's the biggest thing that's just my take on it. I could be wrong, but that's how I took it when I smoked marijuana. Mar- marijuana? Mar- it was it mar- marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> marijuana. Uh, Puto gringo. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, that that was uh, somebody in Spanish saying "bitch whitey." Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, that's me uh, for for sure. But uh, man, you know, listen, it's 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 inevitable that it's going to be legalized, right? We're all on the same page. Well, we all should be on the same page. Yeah, Let's no, just fucking legalize as, it and get on with our fucking lives. Look, as not- soon as Philip Morris is in full position to monetize and dominate the market, it absolutely will go legal and palms will oh, be greased. I, and oh god, it's just the way the world works. Um, I love your I love your capitalist take on that. Oh, uh, you know, um, it's just just calling it the way it is, man. We're we're living in a world where. Well, that that is their that is their field, so to speak. I mean, if it's not going to be tobacco leaves, it's going to be, you know, going to be weed. I Excuse I'm me. just I'm wondering when uh, combined substance abuse is going to become a thing uh, in terms of commercial options. Like, hey. Um, We've got oh, Budweiser goes into the, <clears throat> the 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 weed market. Yeah, or you know, hey, we've got a a can of Bud Light Copenhagen, um, you know, <laughs> Cuban strain, uh, you know, uh, cannabis oil, um, you know, for on sale for oh yeah, like CBD infused beer. And oh god, shit like that. you know, it's just I I think that'll be a thing, and people are just gonna get fucking lit. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a, well, <clears throat> you're talking about two different, very different substances, but, um, how they come together. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that they're already doing, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, all right, we have vaping, right? Right. Right. Um, there is weed, um, in, in, um, are THC infused cocktails being done? And oh like yeah, yeah. Mark was telling Oregon me that's a big and thing. Whatnot, you know, yeah, the vaping it's, community. It's legal. <clears throat> um, and I kind of want to move to Canada right now. <laughs> um, and oh, not God. just because they legalize weed, because I probably wouldn't smoke any. But it's the right path. What well, and like, and they've got it's it's a, probably arguably the best looking women on the planet uh, that are <clears throat> way lower maintenance than American women. I think. Well, maybe you should tell your friend Gary Mitch 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 Finkel uh, about that. I'm pretty sure you Yusef Halfmast is is moving up there. So. <laughs> you sorry, I'm sorry. Did you write that I, down? Because I would I couldn't remember. Yeah, I did. It's it's staring at me in the screen. Just just looking at Yusef's, you know, uh, flaccid inequities, staring me in the face right now. Virtually. Does he have facial hair? This guy Yusuf. Uh yeah, it's it's patchy. It, it's like he can't fully How's grow that it in. Work? Wow. Um, just just genetics, you know. He's just he's just, you know he he's not all man, but he he's very he's very uh, empathic and sensitive to to people's. Have needs. you seen his cock? Uh, it's <laughs> circumcised, obviously. Um, I had to ask. I mean, I think the people want to know. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it lean to it's, a certain side or was it? I, it looks a little bit bedraggled, you know, uh, by most standards. 
the hair's a little bit squirrely. Uh, but, you know, fair to him. He had already been, you know, uh, three times round with a uh, blonde stewardess or something. Right, right. He he already disappointed four women. So what what, what are you going to – what are you really going to expect and ask for? I love that we keep taking it back to this. I don't know, man. <laughs> We're still in college, brother. I, I don't know. Oh, God. Um, so – uh, speaking of women, um, and I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we've talked before about kind of the potential of the companionship robot, like the Japanese sex robot or whatever. And I, I had a thought. We did? Uh, yeah, sure? we, we've mentioned that on past shows a couple of times. Oh, okay. Um, I was kind of But female behavior, and I was thinking about it as I was trying to analyze my most recent uh, failures uh, in my marriage to find any kind of, um, you know, happiness or uh, common ground. Um, I was thinking, you know, women, there, there's no, like, in order for you to program something, you need to be able to measure behaviors and model them and replicate them. And female behaviors the female mind is a lot like a cat you know and you walk into the apartment and uh it's ap- acting apathetic you know it might look up at you and and <laughs> kind of like dart away and then come up close like it wants you to rub it and then it, it just turns its back on you and shows its asshole it's um, a great metaphor by the way yeah the they yeah. they they finally start purring kind of close to you you reach down to pet them and at that point um they latch onto your hand, dig in their teeth, and begin raking you with their back claws uh, just because they can. And so, yeah, for for that reason alone, I think you could never create a perfect artificial woman, at least if you're wanting to mimic real women. Now, if you wanted to create a... The ideal The ideal, oh, yeah. No, we can do that. We we, we have the technology. (laughs) We can do that. Um, you know, speak. Oh God, my my uh, and I and I've told this to James. My most recent frustration. Okay, Karen. Failure. That's um, <laughs> so I I was up late at night, couldn't sleep. Shocker. And uh, I started to go down, like reminisce down a road of kind of the early courtship between my wife and I, which was beautiful. It was passionate. It was hot. It was interesting. And uh, found an old email where she was talking kind of hot and heavy to me too. Um, and I, I took that. I'm I, re- yes. I replied to her. Uh, I said, baby, you know, I want us to get back to this, you know, can we, can we kind of go crazy a little bit? Oh, and wait a minute. Back up. Did you, you sent her a copy of that email? Well, all I did was reply to it. So it's st- like, she got <clears throat> a current day reply, but you could still see her quoted text in there right right and i you know i thought was that recently that's that's what you yeah so i did this within the past three or four days i guess i thought the original email was from like eight years ago oh Uh, okay yeah all right so yeah all right we're on the same page so i thought this would be received well you know i i thought it would be a oh you know he was thinking about me he went down this memory lane uh, you know, he really wanted me, and that's cool to feel wanted like that. And I thought I would get a positive response. Incorrect. Um, so oh, my gosh. I got a livid reply back uh, that contained highlights such as, 
you know, you need to um, stop pressuring me. It set me how I am. A million things have changed. You know, I don't feel this way. Uh, wow. Yada, yeah, basically, you're a fucking asshole for wanting me and for even suggesting the idea of, you know, affection, connection, playfulness, anything like that. Wow. And it was just one of those things, man, I, I, I took that in and I was like, man, I, I just can't fucking win. Even when I am trying to focus 100% on her right. uh, and kind of re-spark things, I'm just getting shit on for it. And, and the frustrating thing, James, is I think of uh, people I know who cheat on their wives or girlfriends. And don't worry, guys, I would never out you. And it's not just guys girls that cheat on their people too sure uh that do it just because they can you know they're not even in rotten relationships per se and here i am you know uh like uh not always being perfect but god at least trying um to to walk that line and and really make things work with my marriage and i just keep getting kicked in the nuts for it and the irony is is that as human beings, we're programmed to recognize a lack of fairness and be at least somewhat outraged by it, even though the world is not a fair place at all. But I'm right. really feeling that. I'm like, what? What the fuck? You know, when, well, when is my the dessert in. tray gonna come out? You know? Yeah. So, Craig, you're you're putting the work in. I'm trying. Um, I don't know. Well, I, that's that's the idea. And I think that there are some of us that think that you can live in a world with 0% fat and not put the work in, right? Um, you gotta at least, <laughs> you gotta at least make an effort. Um, and, and Craig, I want to say, um, I want to say that I think you're a, a lot like, um, I identify with you very, very much because um, I'm a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're a very sensitive person. I think you're a very caring person. Thank you, um, thank you. And a compassionate person. And sometimes, like, relationships start off. <laughs> I'm no Dr. Phil, but I can <laughs> you tell can't you. Put the mustard you know, back on the taco. Uh, yeah. That's a callback, people. <laughs> mustard taco. Look it up. It was one of our better shows. <laughs> You got a girl to vertebrae. <laughs> what really it's, came first here? <laughs> right. Um, just you're 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 truly compassionate, and and that makes you a target. You know, that I have wondered, like, would would my marriage and would my relationships in general be way better? If I were more like the whore whisper, you know, just or if you're yeah, if you're hit a it, dick, quit it, move on. Uh, fuck off. You move. You miss this train. Maybe have some irrational outbursts over ridiculous things just to kind of knock my partners on their heels so that because if if somebody's on the defense, it's a lot harder for them to be on the offense at the same time, yeah. you know. But well, I'm not you, wired. You just that describe way. my entire life, but um, yeah. <clears throat> I think that um, there are so many times when we find some uh, uh, people i think so many people are so defensive already 
that they they become contrarians, um, namely the coke ridden redhead um, <laughs> Heather. Uh, the, uh, the oh, I just said that, her name. Oh shit! Uh, shit. It's Karen. It's Karen. Sorry. Karen. Karen. Um, uh, yeah, because they're like, now all our listeners are going to look up all the Heathers in the world and say, "Do you do coke? Did you fuck James?" <laughs> um, yeah, j- there's the ones looking for a fight, right? <laughs> or wanting to generate that drama. Or exactly, man. They they want a chance to like engage, and that's the only way that they can do that. Again, I'm not a, 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 a psychotherapist or anything like that. Like, but I just know out of experience, and I can tell you from the stories that that that, and they're not stories. These these firsthand experiences, true really. situations that have happened to me. That it's there are people out there, and they're really sweet and great uh, uh, women and men both. I'm not saying wow, this is not a sweeping umbrella like statement. Yeah. Just saying that there are people out there that the only way they know how to emotionally engage is with anger yep. and defensiveness. And to to when you get to a point, I think which you and I have both gotten to, which I'm really thankful for, is I'm 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 the first person to say I'm sorry. I, you know, I feel like an old uh, uh, midlife uh, uh, Jewish man. You know, just like Woody Woody <laughs> Allen right now. I'm the first person to say person to say I was wrong. Right. Sometimes not, even if you it, weren't. <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's compassion and kindness, and that's something that that I haven't found in a lot of people, and that's why I'm still single. Yeah. It's it's too bad, but holy shit. I see what you guys are going through, and I I am so sorry. I I feel so badly for you guys. Uh, speaking of you, like you and some of our other friends that are married with kids and uh, not not happy about it. Um, just well, it, and the weird thing is, then, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I, I was, gonna say, I was just gonna strikes s- every now and then. Yeah, and I, you, you you get some of our like other friends that that may or may not be employed by Google that <laughs> that are like seemingly living this life dream that we all would like we it's picturesque and it's beautiful um and it, it may not be all that but what we're getting the information that we're getting from those people uh you know like sort of the tertiary family that we have uh, that are living this dream uh, sounds great. I oh, wish yeah. I was well, that, but there no, are probably are enough couples out there maintaining appearances. Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I I know that my wife, the maintaining appearances seems to be somewhat of a priority to her, and and right. maybe that's a way for her to try to project how she wants us to be, with the hopes that it ends up manifesting. I I don't really know because. <clears throat> it'll be like the beautiful family picture and oh you know i love this shot of my family and and i'm i'm looking at the picture and go yeah that is a beautiful picture of the woman that wants almost zero to do with me uh you know pretending to be really into me 
And then it is crazy because she's a photographer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you she takes these amazing photos of your family. Um, like you have a stunningly beautiful um a daughter, and um it that's highlighted in 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 all of these really great photos, and it, all it says is, <clears throat> I love the shit out of these people. Right. And all the stuff that I hear. Uh, the stories and anecdotes coming out of your, you know, out of your side, it, it just sounds like a horror show. So uh, it's no, really no, hard. That, to... yeah, here, let, hold on. Let let me get out my big pen and erase a few lines there. Um, look, look uh, easily when you're around the water cooler, the negative stories are the most popular, right? So they, there is, and, and I want to be, I want to be transparent with this. There, there are some good experiences to mix in with there. But they are they are typically the shared, you know, family kind of hallmark type moments. So we, right. you know, go out and we go to a movie and we have fun or we were bowling or, you know, she'll make pancakes for us one morning and it's nice, you know, kind of thing. We've got those. What's missing is the connection between the husband and the wife of shared mutual interest passion romance playfulness understanding and i think that those things are important because at some point like and she even went off the deep end with that email and said you know it just i feel like leaving the house and bringing a woman for you to fuck because that's all you care about which is no holy shit yeah not all I care about. Uh, definitely part of the equation. And and I was thinking they're going. Once again, I have I have been chastised for wanting intimacy, intimacy and romance yeah. with the woman that I married, and, and and kind of shamed and berated for it. And and how did that turn into the norm? Yeah. And do you do you find yourself going in psych, psychologist or Doctor Phil mode? Do you internalize? I, I, you can't help but internalize that. Am oh, I no, a it, fucking asshole? It is horrible for my self-esteem. Because uh, I, I kind of look at myself and go, fuck, I, I didn't think that I was that bad of an option. You know, I, I, <laughs> right. I you know, I, I look at, <clears throat> I, I look at her and I'm like, I, my desire and interest has never really waned here and and her counter argument will be well all these other things stress me out so i can't be into you and that just doesn't compute with me because life is just a constant wave of stress so if you're going to say that i can't be attracted to somebody because i'm stressed out well then you're never going to be attracted to them because life is never going to resolve into this perfect clockwork where everything is clean all the time and there's always money all the time and there aren't any health problems uh ever and there aren't any days where your kid is maybe uh you know a little bit of a challenge or you know this or that so in my in my book that's when you lean on and therapeutically really enjoy that partner that you have yes because uh, you're not in it alone then but in my case I'm viewed as extra work to her. So the idea of me saying, hey, you know, I would love more bandwidth with you 
yeah. is just seen as I, I might as well be asking her to do 10 loads of laundry kind of thing. And that's wow. her perspective on it, which is just painful. When you, well, when you're, you, I think yeah, that's a really a interesting perspective. What you, you just said that, um, <clears throat> well, one bottom line, you signed up for this, right? And that's not finger pointing. That's not something you say to her, of course, but, um, two, I, I just, I'm not your enemy. I'm, I'm your, <laughs> I'm your cheerleading team. Like I'm your defensive line, like I or uh, backer, whatever you well, call great. it. Great, you're calling me fat now. That's great. No, thanks, <laughs> thanks, James. He's five three, two hundred and forty-five pounds. I'm gonna have to throw up after I eat tonight. <laughs> Here in España. Uh, no, man, that's right. It's a team, and 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 that actually inspired me to. We talked about this previously, and. I thought about it in a, a previous relationship. Um, if there was a, okay, so in S and M, right? So there's like a safe word, right? It could be Sammy Rotten Snatch, Gary Mitchenfinkel. <laughs> it could be Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> I don't know, but. Could there possibly be? And I think I've 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 pulled this up in, in a last. It might be able to hear this in a, a past uh, podcast, but like like this universal galactical word, magical word, where everything resets to zero. You know what I mean? Like shit's getting out of hand. We kind She's, of have that. I, I, I built that system in our relationship uh, a while back. I just Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So I, I kind of, um, th- there was a process where, look, we're just at an impasse. Um, the health of the relationship is more important to me than right. claiming that, oh, I won this round, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. way more important to her than me. And I, I've just, there are, uh, so I think I've talked about this before where we, we just say, you know, hey, can we be okay? And move forward, and she did. And she did that after that email to me. Um, would have felt a lot better to at least get an "I'm sorry," but I think that that's about as close as she usually gets. Oh, shit. It's kind of rare that I get a, an apology. Um, I think she's got something about. I don't know. I think she sees that as losing in some way. Yeah, uh, when right. you actually apologize. It's like a competitive nature to her, for sure. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I can't say that I was kind of a jerk, um, so can we just uh, kind of put this in the X-Files and <laughs> and keep trucking because we've got <laughs> this Thanksgiving dinner there. with my friend. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, and, yeah, and I want us to be happy, shiny, you know, Hallmark card family. Uh, so, it's so weird that those lives that we live, um, this, they're so polarized i mean they're so just i I, i'm not using the right words here but um the 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 dichotomy that Uh oh uh is the bus coming to pick you up what's going on man what's that that did you hear that buzzing noise or was that just on my end no no yeah i got a text from my friend laurie oh okay um she bangable she hot (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) 
Well, okay, so she's definitely bangable then. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy ones are the best fucks. Thought about it. Um, uh, yeah, then when we ate, we ate, we ate pizza together, she came up to describe. Is that a metaphor? What, what am I talking about? I'm, oh, <laughs> she I forgot had the extra what... sausage. <laughs> I think this all leads to what should be a new <clears throat> mental health measurement, actually. Which okay. I have, I have coined this as being called the cabin index. Um, the, say it again? The cabin index. So okay. they, there is a, um, you know, I, I think for men especially, I think there is kind of a, a needle that moves where at some point you're going to get pushed to the, fuck it, I'm just going to run out into the woods away from all of this kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think Marcus there. is already on a scale of one to ten. I think Marcus is at about a thirteen right now on the he's, cabin index. He's uh, he's clipping. I'm yeah. uh, I, I'm anywhere from a six to an eight, depending on the day. God, would you just send her a dick pic so she'll stop texting <laughs> you already? <laughs> I didn't expect. I I called her fucking five day no day 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 of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I'm just now getting a response. And well, yeah, no, no. See, that's that's the cat that doesn't give a fuck. Whatever you come home, fuck, uh, turns her butthole towards you, and then when it, whenever you reach down to pet her, she purrs for about a half second before digging her teeth into you and raking her. So with the best thing I can do is just not claws. say anything. For oh, yeah, another... she'll be totally into you. If you, it's high school all over again, James. Absolutely, I just want kind and compassion. Is that too much to ask? No. It's there, there two is, things in the recipe. There is no reward for responsiveness, empathy, uh, straight ticket to the friend zone. You've got to be a bit of a dick. Um, you, you make her wait three days now. And I guarantee you. I'm not. You, I'm totally going to respond. Now, listen. No, it, I, I, not, I'm telling you. It, this is This is not a, a romantic interest at all. Uh, well, not until you make it out to Nashville. And no, start but she's living one of, with she, Thomas. She is almost as we've been friends almost as long as you and I have. Okay. So, how dare you? Well, was, I mean, at least I take comfort in the fact that you and I have been having <laughs> sex longer. So, there's that. <laughs> at least <laughs> at least over the internet. <laughs> Okay, you aim your cam at your dick. I'll aim my cam Stephane, at my dick. I got again with the. Uh, okay, go ahead and put on um, "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue <laughs> oh, Oyster Cult, and let's Deep do this. Purple. Oh, <laughs> there was a. You, you already plugged your show, so um, it, it, a show that I listened to, the Dudley and Bob uh, and Matt. You and your uh, fucking Dudley and Bob. Uh, Jesus, great, man. great guys, great show. Um, so. Right. But Matt had a story about, I guess he was, uh, he or a friend of his was, uh, he they just got a roommate off of face, or, uh, Craigslist, I guess, uh -huh. for a few months. Right. And the roommate was an older gay guy. And Tom? this guy just had an MO, which, you know, Thomas could weigh in on if he were here, because he talked about these types whenever he used to cruise at bars uh, there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, but, you know, he was an older gay gentleman, and he would always bring home kind of the younger, handsome, fit gay man. And what he would do is 
the, <laughs> the roommate who was straight, he would hear them go into the old man's bedroom and then Don't Fear the Reaper would start up about two minutes later and he would hear horrible uh, man pounding sounds. And then by the what? end of the song, what? yeah, the, the younger guy was cleaning up and leaving the apartment kind of thing. And so he, he never could hear Don't Fear the Reaper uh, without associating it with male butt sex. Yeah, that's the worst. Like if you hear like, <laughs> for example, um, R.E.M. Um, uh, document and it's with a GM commercial like you'll never unseparate that shit. And I fucking hate that. Do you do you have a trauma song, by the way? Because I do. Uh, yeah, I do. It, OK, what's yours? What's the backstory? Uh, ugh. <laughs> oh, you don't I, have to uh, get into it if you don't want to. Um, here, I'll, I'll start. How about that? All right. All right. So, uh, during my time, uh, in the computer industry, whenever I was working, uh, for a company whose logo was, uh, you know, a tilted e uh, with a blue background and th- those listeners who listen to the story of craig uh podcast back in the day and you can check that out at wrongsirwrong.com we've got all the archives back there we've been recording this show for four years so if you ever want to get to know uh the folks on the show a little bit more go back to the early pages there and you'll see the story of so-and-so or the book of so-and-so and that'll give you a little bit more background so long story short i was wrongfully terminated um, in the middle of a very solid career um, working in the tech industry uh, by a woman who uh, was into me in ways that I did not reciprocate. She decided to go to HR and fake feeling threatened in the workplace, and they just took oh, that, that football and ran with it. Yeah, right. So anyway, uh, that company fired me, no questions asked. It was right after I bought my first house. Um, which was completely empty. I mean, I think I had a couch and that was it. I still remember sitting on the floor of my house and thinking, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. I have to wake up from this. And a song that was popular and getting all kinds of radio play at the time was a Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, like crazy love. I think it is a, you got me going crazy right now. Got me going crazy right now. And so every time I hear that song, I think of the mild psychosis that was taking yeah. root in my brain as my world was falling apart <clears throat> at that time. Right. And the irony is, it's like I have an MP3 of that on my phone, or you know, always in my in my uh, music list. And the second it starts, I always have to track past it. Like I can't, I can't listen to the song through because there's this superstitious part of me that thinks that that will somehow trigger my world to collapse again and it'll all go to shit. So anyway, that that's my trauma song there. Um, well, that yeah, don't I fear think, the I reaper think, for I, that, obvious I, reasons. I think that's a real thing. I, I think we're all like totally in fear of having that. Um, what's on the, what's on the other side Of that river. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I I didn't mean to hit on something that would that would uh cause any problems for you. We can we can move on to a different topic. Don't worry about that. No, 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 it's fine. Um there's a band of horses uh song called uh The Funeral. Yeah. So uh you know, and for, it was the... it was it it came out around the time that my grandmother was going through dementia. Yeah. And um and and eventually it passed away, right? Yeah, yeah. Um It was t- it's it's a tough one to to yeah, to get through. It brings back those moments, I'm sure. And that's that's yeah. a tough one, man. I'm I'm sorry so you to have, have to face taking it. you back to that. <clears throat> yeah, but you have to face it. Um to to I you have to you have to get on with your life. Um you know, it happened with um with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh that was that was a tough one. It's still kind of associated with with uh with that song. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry to <laughs> No, no, no. You're you're good. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's a trigger song for me for sure. And if it if it comes on um at a bar or at work or something like that, I need a minute. Yeah. And I'm I'm not afraid to ask for it. Yeah. Well, you know, the cool thing is through through this tragedy and we touched on this on a different show, it's helped you reconnect with a uh, with some of your family, your your biological family on your mother's side that you were kind of estranged True. from. So the clockwork is is working uh, to some degree. It is. And with and uh, you were mentioning a story with your brother who's an attorney, right? Where some crazy shit went down, actually in the courtroom with him. Dude, this shit is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give a All quick. Right. Just a super quick backstory. Yeah, yeah. My brother was, and I hope that he'll never listen to this podcast. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he checked out at Sammy Rotten Snack. <laughs> <laughs> he he was listening to it with your mother on the front porch with uh, two glasses Gary of lemonade. <laughs> right. Mentioned Pinkle. So, um, no, this guy was a total fuck up. Like he quit high school. He was he was um he's selling drugs. And this is back Dude, I'm 6 years old at this point. Um <clears throat> So it's 1979, I think. And you know, <laughs> and he's like 15 bucks, little man, put that shit I know, in my right? hand. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to Get me to sell drugs for him. No, um, he didn't do that. <laughs> um, he quit high school. He was selling drugs. He moved out of the house. He's 10 years older than I am. Um, he came when I was older. I was like 12 or 14. He came and slept on me and my, my father's couch in the living room. Right. Um, just a total fuck up. And he will tell you that. He will quote that for you. Yeah. Um. So he went to jail. He went to he went to jail, uh, like prison jail, you know, Uh, and for you know like drink DUIs and and all that stuff. Got into fights and 
But while he was in there, he was in there long enough to get his uh, law degree. You know, I got to stop you for just a sec. I never got to ask you this question. Did he get any any tattoos in prison? I don't know. That's a really great. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. Next you time gotta I talk ask to him, him that. Yeah, if, if he's got a prison tat, you know. I seriously doubt it, but <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, I have tattoos, so you know why not? Like he like I gotta, pulls I gotta up know his that leg and too. it's got you know Buddha, you know I don't know <laughs> smoking a giant. Fucking, you know, <laughs> marijuana cigarette with a knife in one hand or some shit like that. No. Uh, so, uh, moving on. <laughs> fucking. Oh, the fucking woman child. holding the scales of justice, but her titties are un- <laughs> abnormally large. How ridiculous are you right now? Oh, God. No, but he, he um, I mean... You get in fights as one does in prison, right? Yes. Um, you're not just in jail. You are in fucking prison. Motherfucker, give me your jello. He's in prison long enough to get his uh, law degree. He got a fucking law degree. Didn't he, so I didn't realize he, he got had it to get while his GED he was in prison. prison. What's that? So he got it while he was in prison. Yes. Oh, that's remarkable. It's It's insane, man. And I wrote this guy off long time ago. I was because mom he had heart problems, and he became mom's favorite or something like that. You right, know, right. you know what I mean. And um, so we just started talking again, and he's just like this really kind um, dude um, that has a law degree now, um, yeah. and as. Apparently he has a doctorate in something. I don't know. Jesus, I'm still I, trying I don't to get figure this with that shit level out. of motivation, man. I don't know. I, I um, but I do I'm know so he has tired a lot by degree. the end of any given day. I can't imagine getting home and going, okay, time for my classwork. Exactly. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has nothing but time. Jesus. So, right. So, um, he's working for um, he's a, a public defender. Look, you know, as the totem pole goes like public defender is probably not the most prestigious but he's a goddamn lawyer right right and um so he's defending this dude this this comes out um as about a month ago and he's defending this guy in the courtroom um didn't even have to really take this case he took the case to get in favor with the DA, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and this it, it was like a pretty prestigious, I don't know, murder case. I don't know. Gotcha. And um, no one else would touch it, and he did, and he took it, and uh, he was winning, and told the guy, "Hey, I'm gonna, we're gonna take this, we're gonna explore this path, and we're gonna get you." six months instead of 16 years or something right, like that. Right, Which is great news, right? Mm-hmm. Should be. <clears throat> You'd think. So, I'm not the best storyteller. I should, I should, I don't know. Um, I feel like I should have you. a harp that I can play to take <laughs> you back. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's defending this guy, and he tells him his plan, and the guy's just, you know, um, biding his time. Before he knows it, he's blacked out. He, he wakes up. He's on his back. This is my brother. He's on his back. And the guy that he's defending is punching the shit it's out of him. raining blows down on him he's, like an angry father. He's already been festivus. knocked out, Craig. He's already been knocked out. Jeez. And he's waking up to this guy trying to choke him and punch him. And this is before the bailiff can get to him. Right. This is in the court of fucking law from a judge. <laughs> and, like, the guy couldn't have incriminated himself more. Like he just he's just building up charges. This is straight and off of a Law and Order episode, really. It's I mean, this okay. Is... So it gets better, or it gets more nuts. So my brother has a um, uh, a heart monitor or a heart. Uh, or what do you call it? Um, pacemaker or pacemaker? Yes. Really? So okay. As he's waking up, his pacemaker is charging his heart. Oh shit. It's going off and it's electrifying his body. Fuck. I think that that's happens. how a superhero gets their powers, actually. Dude, that is insanity. <laughs> and so my brother is finally his his heart rhythm finally gets uh gets gets better. Stabilized, yeah. And the the bailiff pulls him off and he's able to and he's got a broken nose. And two black eyes. I'm not exaggerating. Um, so he has to take a month off of work, Jeez. so he can at least present himself to um, uh, to his clients without a mm. black eye. And he's oh, I think like, that would give him more cred, actually. Oh my god, seriously! Show up, be like, yeah, motherfucker, I will fight for you, right? <laughs> So um no he he's he's a fucking hero to to me right now. I I don't know how that would uh how that would change, but um he said Jimmy, he calls him Jimmy. Mm-hmm. The the black eyes hurt, uh my head hurts. The thing that hurts the least is my my broken nose. It's been broken so often. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's not. It doesn't even hurt. So he's just like taking Tylenol, and you know, Looks like Owen Wilson or whichever Wilson brother has the jacked up nose. I can't remember uh, which. I. <laughs> the oh, the blonde one. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah, the blonde guy. I, you know, really. I... <laughs> you know, really. <laughs> I wonder how many times he got asked to to get that shit fixed with plastic surgery, and he just kept saying no. no well, it no. looks like a fucking penis, man. Let's just all be honest. <laughs> We can work with this. Yeah. I'm going to put you in Yousef's next flick. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Gary Goldwater. <laughs> your, your name is going to be Philip so, Headstrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Philip is always a strong, uh, a strong born name. Oh, um, God. But it, Court, just like courtroom? from. Yeah, lawyer. Fighting From tooth 30 and nail. years, 30 or at years. Least his ass beat tooth and nail. Oh, yeah. And now he's got his shit together and he's getting pummeled in courts of law. 
it's just and he's has such a great attitude about it like he's he smokes a lot of weed yeah um but he has his shit together mm-hmm. uh and every time we talk it's like it's very clear and lucid and i couldn't be prouder I, I, see he's probably only at a three on the cabin index he's probably doing all right <laughs> <laughs> maybe so maybe so but i, oh, I don't know it, 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 people have their shit together he's had he has his whole you know problems and you know, family issues and things like that. But man, I, you know, I really can't afford the new 2018 BMWs. I'm I'm having to shop the used market in the 16s, and it's just it's horrible. It's Did horrible. I mention he's a public defender? Okay, all right. So he's <laughs> okay. not making as much money as your typical LA lawyer, but an attorney has still got to be making some bank, right? Yeah, he's probably got a brand new '89 Cabriolet five-speed. You know. <laughs> Uh, the oh shit, I'm blanking on the uh, the Volkswagen that was so desirable back in the day. Um, but yeah, oh, the rabbit. Uh, no, it was it was a um, cabriolet. I'm totally was gonna remember it once the show is over. But it, it was it was an iconic like kind of mini sports car for a while. I remember my uh, my now estranged cousin JD had one uh, for a, for a quick minute. Um. You know, I got tempted by a used car that I saw on Facebook recently, and this is going to sound ridiculous. I was, I was like, very yeah, seriously considering. Well, I was seriously considering a conversion van. Uh, and were you going to, you know, take this uh, through to the uh, the missus? Uh, yeah, my money's my money. I I could have pulled the trigger on it, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of so much debt that it wouldn't make any sense to me uh, with a running vehicle. But uh, it was this it's this pristine, you know. I can uh, imagine you in a like a VW square back. No, up. no, GM. All right, it it would be American, but the the appeal, James, is like my what? my employer. It's very strange in that they're dude middle aged want- man men and vans do not equal cool. No, look, look, I'm beyond cool. I, I get so much rejection at home that I'm not even sure I can think of myself as cool. It might even go on to the creepy side. That's what uh, I'm saying. you know, the, I would have to show you a picture. This was not a creeper van. There wasn't a circular window. Can we put that on, on the website? Uh, yeah, I could probably do that. Um, so, which will be wrong, sir, wrong, uh, dot com. But the, the appeal of the van. So my employer, um, is strange in the sense that they're very militant about adherence to certain things and not about others. So you can be scheduled for a quote office day. You could literally be watching okay. Netflix the entire day. They wouldn't right. care as long as you're in the office, you know, right. and if you're caught up on your shit. And so the fantasy there, because this this globe-trotting lifestyle that my uh, job entails really gets you kind of behind the eight ball in terms of uh, sleep deficit. So the fantasy of having a vehicle that literally can open to a true bed on the inside that I could drive to these office days and just sleep for several hours... <laughs> That's better than any porn that I could load up. I was that like, is amazing. You know, you I could come up that? with six grand, you know, and and the uh, yeah, and the other upside is that um, 
with that kind of a vehicle, you could tow <laughs> Pull up with a an RV. With and you got the uh, you got the upper bunk. <laughs> well, you know, the, and it, that's that was my. I mentioned this to my dad, and he said, "Well, why don't you just drive the RV to your office days?" I was like, "I do not want to be driving the fucking mystery mobile through the city of New York." No, uh, no, bad no, idea. No, no. But but um, I I applaud his uh, enthusiasm. I will say <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that thing is like twenty two feet, right? Uh no, twenty six actually. Oh okay, yeah, I was and underestimating. I Jeez. I do have to drive through the city just to get in and out of Long Island where I live. So anytime that I take a trip, whether it be to Eastern Tennessee or Western PA, uh, I do have to go through the city, and that gets a little bit hairy slash interesting. <laughs> you're, you're hitting uh uh, uh red lights with the, the top of your canopy. Well, you know, you're you're on. It, and thank God I've got a GPS that accounts for that kind of shit. You know, it'll it'll only take no. you down routes that would not give the vehicle a haircut. Um, for for those listening that aren't aware, I have an old '70s motorhome. If you've ever seen the movie Stripes, uh, it is the urban assault vehicle out of there, um, which is incredible, but at the same time frustrating to keep it running because things are constantly you know breaking or needing tweaking or you know. It's leaking multiple fluids. Water out of pumps. Places. Yeah. yeah. So you got to just constantly keep on top of it. And thank God I'm a little bit handy with the wrench. So, oh man. Uh, so yeah, that, that was a, an unrealized dream that I did not pull the trigger on just cause I've got that part of me. That's like, uh, don't, don't No, You need to, you need a little that, resistance you know? in your life. Yeah. You need, you need to, a little restraint, I guess. Is the, Measured the word prag- for it. pragmatism, yeah. Sure. So, um, I mean, eh, you'll forget about it in a week or two, and then you'll remember it, and like, uh. But, it, like, it's always going to, there's always something like that out there. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to pull a trigger on that, uh, you know, something like that, then it's, it's freaking out there. Yeah, yeah. I just would have to go digging and looking, I guess. <clears throat> um, Oh man, I'm looking through our our list of things, but you know, a uh, used vehicle, that's a good used buy. You you can get away with a used vehicle and do all right. Yeah. Well, um, do you? I mean, well, do you have the the space to to? I mean, do you oh, have I'd a, have to get rid of the truck if I right? did that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, but I, 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 I. Go ahead. I want to talk about like used item, like things that you don't want to buy used. Oh, uh, I didn't really think about this. Um, let's think about, well, I, I guess I could tell you things that I've regretted buying used. Oh, yeah? All right. All right. I'm in. <clears throat> um, it's nothing going to be, it's not going to be anything. <laughs> Massaging shower head. <laughs> <laughs> it had this film. I thought it would wash off, but it never would. No, but I mean, that presents another category because... My stepmother gave oh, me no. for Christmas last year, no, for my birthday, a shower head. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God. I, I, oh, no. Did she say, I have this one? It's wonderful. I, <clears throat> nope. <laughs> I just said, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thought, thought it was a very thoughtful gift. Uh, I I am lying more to my my family now than I ever have before. Really? What are you lying about? 
just being believing in Jesus for one. I no, know that one. no, no, no. I, I never say that. Um, okay. I said I say when I was pushed into a corner, so to speak, uh, with Susan, my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I believe in the universe and I believe in something bigger than me, yeah. and I believe in uh, love and compassion and kindness and all that stuff. And she thought I, I don't know. I guess she thought I was drinking the Kool Aid and I was. <laughs> I don't know. So. Um, you know, but one, I, I'm I'm lying to people. Change of so, wording there could have made that conversation so much more interesting. Well, <clears throat> if so you had said, "I believe in free love," can you imagine her reaction? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. one word <laughs> and one four-letter word, the F word. Um, no, but I I'm lying to people all the time because, and, and I think that there's a good a good lie. Okay. So if someone says, um. You know, I uh, I'll say, hey, looks like you got your hair cut. Um, yeah, where'd you go? This place, like, looks great. I hate their fucking haircut. I would never <laughs> use like. But what does it? You what, just want them to feel good about themselves. No, no, I want to feel better about. I want to feel not. Oh God, how do I say this? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not serving myself. Or the situation or the universe when I say that's a shitty fucking haircut. <laughs> Although it would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, hey, Gary, how's it going? Good. How are you? None of your fucking business. <laughs> like, that's, it, it doesn't serve Jesus, me. Jesus, Gary. I didn't realize they still sold Floby. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't serve me at all. Like, I, 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 when I get into confrontation, if I get into a confrontation, which I have gotten into a confrontation, I think right. we, I think we went into this uh, last podcast. If you'll look that one up, mm-hmm. um, I said pretty much nothing because I had so much ammunition, but the the person that was accosting me, and pretty much had their their finger in my face. Right. And refuse to let me leave the area that I was in, which trap is me. the definition of creating a hostile work environment. Hostile work environment. I said nothing. I just had my hands up, and I'm like, whatever you need, whatever you need. I'm sorry, whatever you need. And I'm, I'm trying <clears throat> to think. I'm not sure that you actually did this on the last show. I know that we talked about it on the phone. All right. I mean, we can recap um, it if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah give, give us kind of the Cliff's notes uh, just in case we did. And yeah. There's a, a so bit, there but. was this person. We'll call her Jasper uh, okay. to play on her name. And um, uh, I was – we're working at a bar, right? It's close quarters back there, but it's a mm-hmm. long bar, probably, I don't know, 40 feet. So long. So, so long. So um, I'm Rodney scooting past, and destiny. we're continually. <laughs> Did you write down manifest destiny? No, I just remembered it. Sorry, go ahead. Good. No, that's a good callback. <clears throat> um, so we're constantly scooting past each other, and you know, every now and then, you, you give a little hey uh, behind you, uh, uh, you know, scooting past to uh, whatever, and 
she, I don't know what I did uh, that pissed her off, but she, I was trying to scoot past, and she's like, you motherfucker, you need to uh, say excuse me, and I'm behind you, and give me some kind of notification. Yeah, it's a bad well, James, I mean, if you hadn't popped the Cialis before your that, shift, this may have not happened. <laughs> Clint Northwood's uh, speaking here. <laughs> so, uh, so she got really Northwood. angry, and I don't. I I think this is something else building in her life or something. I I something think it else was is her clearly fishing going. for a lawsuit. <clears throat> to be oh, honest yeah. with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know where the the cameras are angled. So she comes at me, and she's mm. – I, I can't get out of the bar, right? There's one exit out of the bar, entrance exit. And so I know I'm being filmed. I have my hands up the whole mm-hmm. time and said, I'm sorry. What, whatever I did, you know, I, I probably should have even said that. My lawyer probably would have said – my brother That's would have said – That's admitting fault, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever you need to tell me, and she's just going off on tangents. Like I do my job, I did it, and it's really crazy rant. <clears throat> so I'm trapped. She's threateningly, verbally, threateningly, threat, threateningly, verbally threatening you. There you go. Threatening me verbally, mm-hmm. and uh, and physically. Like yeah, I I'm I'm backed up. I can't go anywhere. I cannot move. So. Um, I call, I yell out to, um, um, let's call him Drew, who's a, a manager, but he's more of the, like the kitchen manager. Like Drew, you need to get the shit o- over here. You're get, you need to get over here right now. Right. Right. Um, this, this is, and so she got up in his shit and then the door guy, Reggie, who's my bud comes over and now she's feeling threatened. And she's in everybody's face. So I just have my hands up, man. I I felt like such a, like, you can't roll this out and like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and say, call it a day. And right. no and, and word. For the, for the listeners unaware, um, James lost a previous job due to some bullshit of, I'll, I'll call it out, a, a psycho woman running to management after he just asked her to fill a table's water and going to management in tears and acting like she felt berated or threatened. And, and that's a, a situation where you would never, right. It, it, he should have included me in that situation, in that, that, um, discussion, uh, that discussion. Right. So yeah. you never do that without a, a, another witness. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was wrongful termination, but I didn't pursue it. I really mm. want the job anyway, but yeah, still, mm. I still think that was a mistake. But it, just to to give background, it, that shell shocks you. Oh, and it, so, it, it, no, it was it was that was horrible. That was the worst because yeah. it it puts me in the position of having to look for a gig um, during the winter, mm-hmm. um, which is in in Chicago. Like everybody's batting down the hatches. That's that's right. It's off peak. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's peak, but everybody's uh, fucking um, uh, hired up. Yeah. So, anyway, 
Um, so she got in my face, and and so there was two day. I had two days off, and and our GM said, uh, uh, "I'll give you a call. We'll talk. We'll talk this through." So for two days, forty eight hours, I had to oh, think. God. You're just on edge. Do I have a job? Right? Because of this yeah. crazy cunt. All right? I'll just <laughs> Hear, say Hearing it. Beyonce's crazy in love run in your head over and over and again. And so, you know, you're doing the math. You're doing the crazy female math. And, fine, you know, I got the call from, from uh, my manager. It's like, all's good. She's no longer with us. But she, uh, I will say this, in, in a dramatic force, she... Um, once she was out of my face and she said that she was scared of these men around her, which mm-hmm. she was pretty much dominating the whole situation. Um, yep. she ran downstairs, got all of her stuff, came back up to the bar and we still have guests. We have still have customers in the bar. Hmm. So I'm counting them as, as, um, witnesses. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we had seven witnesses, plus all the staff, and she's just still going nuts, still pointing fingers at all the staff, and Jesus. runs. Well, she's drinking, probably. Ru- probably runs out. This is still her shift. Jesus, just just nutso, fucking nutso. Do that math. How does that work? No, you can't. You, I you would never. Would you ever walk out on a shift? One, two. Would you ever berate someone on your shift? Of course not. It's just it was it was insane. Yeah, I I can't crack that code. That, oh, uh, God, makes no sense to me whatsoever. So hey, you uh you asked me to remind you to to say kidney because I guess you had a story that you wanted to share. Does that oh, uh? Oh yeah. No. Oh, all right. So we were talking about marijuana. Mar- Wait, yeah. I'm sorry. Is it Mara Marijuana? Puerto Mar- Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. So, um, many, many years ago, um, I had a kidney removed from my body. Yep, uh, yep, I remember. To give to my dad, right? So, um, some asshole, I can't remember how I got a hold of this. Uh, gave me half a half a, a joint uh, for the aftermath, right? So okay. I'm pretty much cut half open. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm in. Uh, we go to ICU, and then we come back to just like uh, I don't know, regular, whatever. So um, <clears throat> I'm in there. I'm on the IV. I'm on the morphine. And. You know, it's weird thinking about it. I don't really, really remember the the morphine feeling like anything. So I, I think maybe it was more of a dulling placebo, or I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Um, I know Marcus and I visited you after that. Was Thomas with us too, or was Ryan with us? Dude, I don't it's remember. Been so long. I don't remember. Okay. Um. <laughs> maybe that's the morphine's <laughs> talking. <laughs> um. But some asshole said, hey, man, this will help you feel better uh, after the surgery. And so I hid uh, like a half a joint in, in my uh, uh, in my like shoe or sock drawer, something like that. Right. Um, and um, 
so I'm still hooked up to an IV. And I, I thought it'd be a really great idea to go stop. <laughs> Scoot and pa- cue I- the Cypress Hill music <laughs> starting up now. <laughs> Camera pans <laughs> over. <laughs> Dude. I'm going to get high, so high. I'm walking, I'm seriously walking past the nurse station. <laughs> with this joint um it's in a little plastic baggie that was in my um uh in my uh, asshole yeah I, I, I put it up <laughs> put that up in my prison wallet <laughs> prison wallet I didn't know there was such a thing that's yeah. amazing uh no, in my in my suitcase. Sorry. Um. So it just it, I just slid it in. Like, <laughs> this is twenty five years ago. But I went outside, and I, I'm walking past the the nurses station, and I'm like, um, sir, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just taking a stroll. It's like, oh, that's probably a good idea. You need to get some exercise, you know, while you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is and this is uh, it's probably midnight, you know, eleven o'clock, okay. something like that. Gotcha. It's dark outside, <clears throat> but there's a. Um, I'm probably on the second floor, and I'm I'm looking at um, the door to like an outside garden. So I go out. So you're actually walking outside, carrying the the IV bag on the roller, yes. uh, thing. Okay. Yes. Stupid, just fucking stupid. Uh, but I was in motherfucking pain and literally from uh, uh, almost my belly button, um, to the, to the center of my back, I've been cut open and, and, and I still have, uh, uh, staples at this point. Meanwhile, nowadays they can probably do like a one and a half inch incision. Exactly. And, you know, somehow. Yeah, yeah. My dad had a two and a half inch incision because they had perfected the uh, procedure for the orthoscopic. Orthoscopic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But they had yet to perfect the uh, extraction. Harvesting. <laughs> Harvesting. <laughs> oh my god. Oh lord. Anyway. Um, yeah. So um, I'm walking down there. I feel like Gandalf with my uh, the <laughs> with my you IV. shall not talk. my IV. I'm walking down the the uh, the hallway. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And I just make sure I have my lighter. And um, I walk outside, and and I smoke this joint. And again, I've I've smoked weed like probably maybe a dozen times in my life. Gotcha. Not a lot. I'm a lightweight. So I'll come back in. I'm I'm sure I'm reeking. I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> finally find my way to my room. <laughs> Was I in two twenty three or two twenty four? I can't remember. Um, so I, I, I find my, my, uh, my bed mm-hmm. and I get in and I start trying to get get to sleep. And then I wake up in a start and I'm in so much pain. I've already juiced my morphine 
Jesus. And it's what it's done is uh, it just increased the uh, sensitivity for my. Do so you think it was laced with something? Maybe. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I think I I actually might have smoked the first half of that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But it uh, but it make it it probably indica um strain of uh of uh marijuana. Okay. And it so it made me more alert. Oh no. And alert, it, aware. Yes. Yeah, so I was really very aware of uh the pain. It did not ease the pain, it increased the pain. Right. And we we're I, totally ready to discuss the nuances of pulp fiction, probably. <laughs> I was out of morphine. <laughs> it wouldn't let me go. So um, I couldn't tell the nurses that I had been smoking weed because my parents would would have known. And right. uh, my dad was across the hall from me. So I was in incredible pain. I did nothing but just cry that night. It was you just had to gut it out. Yeah, oh God, yeah. You horrible. just gotta sort. You just gotta soldier through, man. Uh, it taught me a very valuable lesson that I am I am not that guy like. I just gotta soldier through that kind of shit, and I don't, I don't really smoke weed that much. It's not my thing. Yeah, but more power to everybody's got their thing, you know. (coughs) Your your wine, whiskey is uh, is my thing. Um, although I'll probably have a Cuba Libre uh, whenever I go out tonight here in Madrid. A true Cuba Libre, by the way. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, whatever gets recommended to me, I'll probably go. Yeah, that that sounds good. Um, I I think I've started to go with that more. Uh, they they um, just you know go to whatever restaurant, and be like, hey, what what's particularly special here? What's what's particularly good? And see what they throw at me. They actually have a uh, in Spain. They've got this kind of it's almost like a carbonated sangria type uh sure. refreshing uh wine drink and they call it tinto over here and it is delicious so i may have one or two of those tonight we'll see oh yeah, and indeed you should um yeah well there's <clears throat> people think that red wine is always still it's not true um there's uh, plenty of great sparkling red wine uh out there um, there's obviously, you know, champagne, it's made from Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier and whatnot, but, um, and the rosés, but why not red? And there's plenty of stuff from, especially from, uh, Italy that's actually really delicious. To, to those unaware, James is actually a, a bona fide sommelier. He's not just talking out of his ass here. So he's uh, he studied it. He is uh, you know very familiar with this craft and the the um, you know um, wait minutia isn't the word because that's kind of an insulting word. But it, all all the details that go into it, um, you know, he didn't just read a wine. And well, we're all still we're all learning about it. Rant. It's I mean it's an ongoing thing. Uh, you can go down that rabbit hole and and many others, but um, yeah, it's it's fun and uh, like it's it's an exploration in all kinds of crafts. Like 
farming and um, uh, Zimmergy is that's a word by the way it's yeah yeah, yeah. fermentation <laughs> is is kind of a fickle thing man um, I you know I want I want to get this in before we start to uh, creep up because <clears throat> we're creeping up on the magical two hour mark which is usually where we wrap up the uh, the shows dude so for the fa- for the fans of the show that don't know I'm a huge college football fan of Texas A&M University. Oh, that's how dare you? Up. That's where I went to school. Uh, they had a huge, incredible football game this last week where literally in the entire history of college football was the highest scoring game in college football history. Can I say, the, can I say the score? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. LSU 72, Texas A&M 74. It's fucking ridiculous. It sounds like a basketball game. No, it's school. yes, absolutely, and that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen, and it so, happened yesterday. I I've got a ritual, right? And last week we 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 hit a slump for a while, but last week we beat um you know uh, Ole Miss, and the thing is is that I I've it's only superstition if it doesn't work. So I've got this one particular jersey that I put on. Uh, and then I've got one beat up old A&M cap that I put on. And then, uh, I'm convinced that my daughter is really the good luck charm because she missed out on the previous two games and we dropped both of those games. Um, and so I had her with her, you know, a little four year old cute as a button girl with her A&M jersey on and we're watching the game, um, her mother declared that she needed a girls' night out. So she was going and doing, oh my God. Um, so so we're we're there we're watching the game and it's not looking good uh for the home team for the Aggies and so uh it's getting worse and and kind of we were doing well at first and then LSU pulled ahead it looks like they were going to put away and then this huge crucial mistake um got made towards the end of the game where we threw what appeared to be an interception and by this time my my poor little girl is passed out on the couch. It's way past her bedtime. And so I cradle her in my arms. How many overtimes did they, be- did they do? Like seven? Well, they, they ended they ended up going to seven, but this is before the game ended. In, in This was right towards the end of regulation. Right. And so I've got uh, my my little girl cradled in my arms, and I've, I've been posting pictures throughout the game of her at these varying stages, and James and I were wisecracking earlier. It's like, at, towards the end, it looked like I was starring in a, a, a really warped yeah. uh, new release of Weekend at Bernie's because she's just not alive in the pictures. She's you like, need some out. sunglasses on her, like propping her up with the AM jersey. Hey, you know, go Aggies. Um, so I've got her in my arms. I'm starting to walk up the stairs to put her in her bed, in her bedroom, to put her to bed and, you know, chalk up another just demoralizing close Aggie loss, which is what we're really good at shooting ourselves in the foot and and throwing away the big one. Well, at that point, a magical moment happens where the call is reversed, you know, like the quarterback, he actually, his knee was down, uh, prior to throwing the interception. They end up reversing this and I stopped dead in my tracks and I very calmly, and I look down at the good luck charm that I'm holding in both arms and calmly walk back to the couch and keep her in that cradled position like a baby and kept her in my arms for the rest of the game that way. And um, this game ended up extending 
through seven overtime periods. Ended up being a five-hour-long football game that somehow we gritted and gutted out in the end and won, and it was a huge win because we were ranked like unranked in one poll, 22nd, I think, in the other. LSU and is LSU, seven. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were number two in the SEC West at that time. They were scheduled for like a New Year's Bowl, like uh, outside college football playoff uh, possibility, and we ruined that for them. And I was just, and I was like silently, like I was, you could see my face. I was going, oh, holy shit, you know, but I wasn't making any noise because I didn't want to wake up my little girl kind of thing. Yeah, I asked you about uh, that. I was like, I couldn't contain myself. Like, I don't think I have that kind of restraint. <laughs> James would be jumping up to both feet. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Holding up the beer. I don't know. I, uh, I kind of feel shit. like uh, she would have been into that. She just, she wanted some more excitement. I don't know. Yeah, you know, she she does get into it, actually. It's going to be fun as she gets older, if she maintains her interest in football. Because my wife, God bless her, this this is another reason she may not be the one sometimes. Because she just, (laughs) she's not into football. She doesn't care two shits about it. Of course not. you, You ever see those commercials where, like, the guy is dating the girl who's also really into football and like she can talk she's football. She's got the jersey and, you know, and yeah, the Bud oh, Light Yeah, koozie. she's already made the seven layer dip for them and everything. It's like, God, where is that dream woman? You know, isn't there um, a SNL skit about that where they. <laughs> uh, quite possibly. But, you know, meanwhile, my wife is, you know, on her phone doing anything but, uh, you know, interacting with you sharing this experience with me and oh. yeah, occasionally glancing up going, we're not doing very well. Are we like, God, have hey, faith, well, can I, woman, have can faith. Can I ask you, I mean, what your, your thought would be if somehow, um, if your wife had taken your kid to Chuck E. Cheese and you were there to experience the game by yourself, if they would have won this game and, uh, question B. I kind of question, question B. Yeah. Do you really believe in this kind of bullshit? Oh, what in the good luck charm or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you're even shrugging your shoulders right now is <laughs> is just beyond me. Like I said, it's only superstition if it doesn't work, right? <laughs> so. That's true. Um, That's true. Um, I, I don't hey, know. man. Yeah. I mean, well, correlation, not causation. I don't oh, know. Oh, oh, here's the backstory that I forgot to tell. Yeah. Is um the week prior, whenever we beat <laughs> Ole Miss, after our skid of like two or three games that we had lost. God, you're so silly. Um, it's so funny. I, I had thrown on an undershirt that I had forgotten about until <laughs> you after forgot the that you football put on game. a shirt. Well, no, okay, so so no, but th- this specific shirt, I had forgotten that I had put it on. And this shirt is something that was a gift from Marcus and Thomas at the last camping trip. Oh, the, 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 the starry-eyed uh, uh, unicorn. Yeah, yeah, don't don't thing. give it away yet. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, they, they, so they, they got me this. They came back after I was hungover and barfing my brains out. And uh, as a joke, they picked up. <laughs> Quite possibly the gayest uh, T-shirt on the face of the planet, uh, possibly within our solar system, which had a unicorn out in space um, with all kinds of, you know, glittery colors and shit like that. And they're like, oh, gosh, this is for you. They confidently did not think I would wear it. 
and I immediately put it on, put it on, and started strutting around the campground. What did they think so, was going to happen? Of course, you're going to put that on. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So fast forward to <laughs> a week ago during the old Miss game, and I'm just putting on some kind of undershirt underneath the jersey so I don't sweat and kind of stank out the jersey. So I throw on the unicorn shirt. And then we pull out this solid win against an SEC opponent. And I get, I get, I'm getting the jersey off afterwards. I'm like, oh shit, I had this, you know, gay ass shirt on underneath. But now, since it got tied to a win, I have to keep wearing it on each game day uh, for fear of messing up the good juju, right? Which is ridiculous. And I was so afraid. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, yeah, I no, I, I wouldn't even risk washing it for fear of the luck, you know, being removed by the detergent. Um, so I put it on for the LSU game. We beat the seventh-ranked team in the country. So, like I said, it's only superstition if it doesn't work, and I am now relegated to wearing... Um, you know, a, a shirt that very strongly supports all our uh, LGBT uh, community in the world. Hey, how uh, dare you? Number one, two, congratulations! <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud of you, Craig. All the effort you put. I into feel like the- that could be an offshoot podcast. Actually, <laughs> the the how dare you podcast, right? How dare you, sir? How, d- how dare now, you? Now you did so much to support your team, and um, I'm so glad that you won your your sports um com- com- competition. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy for you. Um, well, I would like to uh, thank our listeners for um, if you've made it this far through this roller coaster oh, yeah. of a show, You're troopers. I- uh, Domo Origato. <laughs> God, that's the <laughs> widest <laughs> version of that <laughs> uh, that sentiment oh, that sorry. I've ever heard. I've tried to put on Domo a, uh, an Asian accent to offend them. I'm going to get more. my mom on this and uh, get a <laughs> recording of Domo Origato. D- does she speak Japanese? Um, she speaks Southern. <laughs> okay. We, we can get Jack in on it since he speaks Japanese, right? It's yeah, I, I, I was, I was, on a show. I was playing fun at, at you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, great, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and cue awkward and, silence. And scene. <laughs> right. Okay, Yusuf, that's that's a that's a cut. Um, <laughs> oh God, I don't know, guys. I don't know how I did on that one. I didn't feel good. Cindy, was that okay for you? Was that okay? One more time with feeling, okay? Just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> we're go- we're gonna we're gonna start the scene with uh, you saying I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> three, two, one. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Okay, all right. So you need to understand that oh, I have God. a certain way of doing things over here in uh, uh, the, the Brooklyn, I've the got, Bronx. I've got, there's a co-worker in our office, and he has a slang term for the Hasidic Jews. This is horrible. Oh, he calls them Brooklyn Cowboys because <laughs> they've got the giant rimmed hats, right, yes. and the big beards. That's so good. We'll, we'll be on a flight. He'll be like, oh, got a lot of Brooklyn Cowboys oh, back here. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. BC and the hizzy as he, you know, looks at you sideways. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. There's, there's completely a disagreement at the OK Corral. 
What's up with this macaroni? I know I'm confused. I don't know. Oh shit! Well, hey, uh, we're we're glad that you guys tuned in. Uh, as promised, we're trying to get more shows in the can. Uh, to that end, I think we put together a decent one here. If you made it through uh, the initial <laughs> filth and ag- absolute debauchery, which has come to define our identity here at Age Confused, um, James would say, "Wow, we really got to the bottom of the barrel." And my counter to that is, "Well, if you lift up the barrel and look underneath." <laughs> can see our true potential who are these people i'm confused oh man (laughs) all right but we're we appreciate you listeners uh again wrongsirwrong.com tell your friends uh we are on itunes we're on google play uh if you want to hear the old stuff you'll have to go to the website if you want to contact us have yet to get a single email despite all of these listeners uh write to larry and his yoga pants at (laughs) gmail.com So far, all I'm getting there is, uh, you know, uh, for sale ads for uh, used sex toys. It, it's very questionable. Or so. um, Gary at Mitchenfinkel.com. That, that's not a real address. Don't don't write them. Our Japanese, our, <laughs> right now, our Japanese <laughs> listeners write Gary at Mitchenfinkel, which is probably like a, a real attorney in the real world, no right? Shit. Like, I fight for you. Harry Minaj and his... Uh, it's like Minaj, Mitch, and Finkel on Goldwater. need to be protected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Goldwater. The Gary Goldwater? I love your stuff. Oh, you made partner in two years. That's amazing. All right. <laughs> we need to end this. Yeah, he really pissed his way to the top. <laughs> uh, <laughs> His catchphrase in Law and Order could be, "Well, you just pissed off the wrong lawyer." Dun 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 go. <laughs> All right, we gotta. I gotta ask I you about that. You just this. came up with that too quick. All right, uh, let's get uh, let's get these people a break. Um, thank you guys, right, guys so much hey, for thanks uh, again listening. for tuning in. We'll try to get this up uh, asap, and we hope that we hear from you. So. Uh, Peace and chicken grease. Thomas and Mark, hang in there no matter where you are on the cabin index. And uh, hopefully we'll get some new voices in here soon as well. You said we. Love you guys. All right. Well, when does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong.